0: Welcome to the Avanti Woman Podcast. Each episode, each conversation, we aim to empower, connect, and build women to move forward, feel confident, and thrive in healthcare, finance, entrepreneurship, and philanthropy. We're glad you're here. Good morning, ladies. I'm Nairi, your host with the Avanti Woman, and welcome to our podcast. We're already in October. Can you believe that? No. (laughs) And this month, Pink Month, carries and should carry a great significance for all women across the globe. National Breast Cancer Awareness Month is observed in October to raise awareness about breast cancer and provide education about prevention, screening and treatments. According to the World Health Organization, breast cancer became the most common cancer globally as of 2021, accounting for 12% of all new annual cancer cases worldwide. Today's episode is for every woman, mother, daughter, and friend. Every woman needs to know the facts. And the fact is, when it comes to breast cancer, every woman is at risk. I'm so honored and excited to have with us today two amazing, resilient, courageous women, both breast cancer survivors, our own Sarah Sitak, with the Avanti woman, I and am. the relentless woman with unwavering faith, Roxanne Trichet.
1: Hello. Let's Rochelle.
0: hear their stories and have them take us on their journey all the way from being diagnosed to where they are today. Ladies, welcome. It's an honor to have you both. How are you this morning?
1: Fantastic doing great, absolutely positively fantastic.
0: woohoo I love that wonderful.
1: awesome. And you look wonderful. oh I thank you, so it. do you. you look, look at all your hair. What happened?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I had luckily I didn't lose the hair, but so um, let's get straight into it. So we're awesome. so you look amazing, amazing um. Why don't you share? I want to know uh, how you got the news and then um, what was that moment? It's like one of those things where, you know, there's moments in your life where you just never forget where you were, what you were doing when you got that phone call. And this is one of those moments, right? It
1: is. Tell me. I mean, tell me about that moment. Well, um, first off, I'm, I'm the one that found it. And so, um, you know, as, uh, in the, in the, 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 months following, you know, the months previous to it, there was, you know, my, my bra just kind of wasn't fitting correctly in my right side. And so, uh, one night, uh, first week of January this year, 2022, um, you know, it, it was just kind of sore. So, After I got in bed and, you know, laid down, you know, I was just kind of rubbing and all of a sudden I felt this lump and I was like, wait, what is going on here? So I felt it. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, just got to be a cyst or something. So I call my daughter and I say, Hey, you know, can you come upstairs and, you know, kind of check this out? See if I'm thinking this and she comes, she feels it. She's like feeling the same thing. So I make an appointment with the doctor, go in, I'm sitting there waiting for him to come and, and I say, you know, um. You know, help me understand what's going on here. So he does his exam and he's like, you know, he goes, I think this is something we need to pursue. Mm. He goes, it's not moving. Now, at that time, I didn't know what that meant. So now I know that when it's fixed and hard like that and it doesn't move, that the chances of it being cancer are are far greater than not. And so I went, I did the uh, mammogram, I did. The biopsies, you know, I did everything I was supposed to do. And incidentally, in between time, I had just lost my father. So I lost my father the last week of December, so December 23rd. So I find this on January 4th. So by the time January 10th ish comes around, I'm getting my, you know, my, you know, biopsy. So I say, okay, well, here we go. So, you know, I'm sitting there and, and then it was like about (laughs) probably about seven o'clock at night and my doctor's phone number came across my phone and all I can think in my head was this cannot be good you know you know they they generally don't call at least mine does not call that late at night and so he's just kind of chit-chatting and then he's just like you know Roxana, you know your results and everything came back and and the the pep in his voice I was really thinking oh great you know there's nothing here and he goes I'm he goes you know I'm really sorry to say and then I was like here it comes. And sure enough, he goes, I'm so sorry to tell you, you know, the lump was cancerous. So, you know, we need you to go and, um, you know, set up an appointment with the surgeon. And so we went in and, and, you know, I went and did all of those things. And then the interim, you know, I'm, I'm going home because, you know, uh, because of COVID, we had to have my father's funeral on one day. And then nine days later, his um, burial, so in between this time is uh, when I'm going to mammograms and CAT scans and biopsies oh, yeah. and you know driving to New Mexico or flying back home or whatever and so I'm just back you know I'm trying to, to toggle between the doctor's visits you know the, the the testing and and the dealing with my dad so so finally I, I get to the um, after the day after his burial I get to the surgeon. And she says, um, she goes through everything. She spends so much time with me. She was so great. I was, I was loving this lady. I was like, this is my surgeon, you know, thank you, Jesus. I'm asking for a great team. And so far I've gotten exactly that. And here we go. And she's like, I am so sorry to say, and I was like, do you guys know any other phrase? And she said, Unfortunately, Roxanne, we found another tumor. And so not only did we find another tumor, But, um, unfortunately you are also triple negative. Oh my goodness. And I'm saying, and she goes, and I guess this should be the cherry on top is you're at a 95% growth rate. We can't do surgery. You have, you know, your options, you know, 10, 12, 15, whatever options I had just narrowed all the way down to one in one single visit. And I was like, okay, Lord, let's go show me where we're on. So here we go. She tells me, finally, I go, I get the next biopsy. Sure enough, it comes back, you know, cancerous as well. And then they found another little one, you know, in between trying to grow that was too small to biopsy. So they're like, Oh, don't worry about that when it's going to disappear with chemo. And, and I'm just like, <laughs> okay, so we won't bother worrying about that one. And so that was kind of it. That was like, you know, how it went. But I can tell you it was, it's a, it was a whirlwind. It happened so fast. I mean, everybody made room on their calendars. They made room in their schedules. I seen everybody just like boom, 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 boom. Like in one month's time, I had like a couple of mammograms, some CAT scans. I had um, the uh, needle guided biopsies, two of them. You know, I had all that stuff. And by February, now remember, I found this like uh, January 4th. By the first week of February, I was already set up with my oncologist and we were ready for, we were ready to start chemo.
0: I mean, that's amazing. You find out in January and it's October, it's like nine months and you've gone through so much in your, you know, journey towards treatment. Actually, you said something triple uh, negative Negative. breast cancer. So let's talk about that. Sarah, what type of cancer was yours? Because there are different types of breast cancer.
2: Yeah, no, mine was early on. It was estrogen positive. Um, You know, I'm sorry. I was so focused on your story, Roxanne. I have a question for you, but to answer 90s, um, mine was very early on. And it was estrogen positive. Mine was by accident. Um, I was not of age. Uh, I had just come back from my honeymoon. Yeah. And um, I went to work one day, and I, unbeknownst to me, I had a kidney stone. And my my um, the gentleman next to my office said, oh, it, my kidney stone pain was getting really bad, and I didn't know it was kidney stone. So he goes, let me take you to the hospital. And I call my husband, we're 10 days married (laughs) and we go to the, uh, my, you know, the gentleman next door takes me to the hospital. I tell my husband, meet me at the hospital. They take a scan. They're like, oh, you got kidney stones. But by the way, you have an ovarian tumor. So (laughs) because we're the scan, you know, when they scan and all that. So I had gone to my gynecologist who I love, um, we did a um, laparoscopy removal of it and i said you know and my mom had passed away you know from cancer Mm. wasn't breast cancer um actually hers had metastasized so fast that the doctors couldn't even tell where it started from so i said you know i'm not of age but um i want to get a breast you know i want to get a mammogram can i do that i don't know if insurance will pay for it because no, I'm not 40. And, um, and I said, I'll pay for it myself. <laughs> so if, if they don't pay for it, I'll pay for it. So lo and behold, I went to my first mammogram. And I'm just like, Oh, whatever. I'm just doing a checkup because I'm fine. I'm young. I'm, you know, and all that stuff. And, and then they call me and they're like, yeah, well, why don't you come back in? <laughs> so I go back in, they do a needle-based um, biopsy. And and then they and they held me in the room and they're like, "Yep, um, you've got cancer." Um, and they didn't know. And unfortunately, mine didn't go as fast as yours. Mine took longer. Um, I think because they weren't quite sure. Um, but I had a wonderful team. I love my team. I will never forget them, of course. Uh, they're part of your life, right, Roxanne? They're, yeah. They have a big footprint in your life. Um, uh, but before I kind of go on to my experience, because mine did take longer, and in between I had my cousin's wedding and I was the maid of honor. So I actually, I ended up with a um, double mastectomy And I actually planned the surgery to be after my cousin's wedding. So I could be there and be the maid of honor and and support her through her wedding. But I had numerous MRIs. I had MRI based biopsies. I had Mm -hmm. ultrasound based biopsies. I had, I had had it all. And um, it was interesting because and I'll never forget one of the experiences when I had a, um, MRI based biopsy, you know, they take your breasts, they put it in a grid. I don't know if you had that experience and they squish it and you're mm-hmm. in and out of the MRI machine and they stick these needles in and out. Yep. And then, and then when it was all done, they're like, oh my goodness, something happened. We're going to do it again. And I was like, uh, oh no, no, no. no. <laughs> So, you know, months of testing, but anyhow, um, my, my surgeon, um, she said, you know, Sarah, you know, with all the tests, you know, they determine if you're eligible for a mastectomy or if you should have a mastectomy based on how many quadrants in your breast they find cancer cells. And they're like, oh, on one, we only found it in one quadrant on the other. We only, we found it in two. You don't have to, and I was like. Listen, I go, doctor, I'm going for a full double mastectomy, cut it to the bone, take out everything out, take as much skin out, take my nipples out, take everything out. I don't want to see it. I don't want to, because I said, I've got plans,
1: (laughs) right? (laughs) I have things to do. (laughs) I have things to do. This is
2: getting in the way and let's just go for it. And of course, and I'm sure just like yourself, I have the full support of my husband. And so I said, this is the decision. And my plans and God's plan uh, is children. So I was like, I'm going to have my kids. And so between the surgeon and um, the oncologist and everybody and the whole team, I was like, this is the plan. We're going to tackle this, and then I'm going to have two kids. <laughs> and, so what was God's plan? And you have, to, and that was God's plan. And that was God's plan. Oh, God, that was yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, that
0: was last plan. so yeah. let me ask you a question, both of you ladies, I know both of you very well and both of you are women of faith and share with me. Um, when you first heard the story, yes, you know, talk about your fears, you know, were you afraid what you went through and then talk about your attitude and your faith, both of you fascinate me with your faith and your attitude and I think that's 80% of the battle so so. Let's talk about that. Share your stories about that component, how faith has carried you through.
1: Yeah, you go first, Roxanne, because I want to collect my emotions. <laughs> you know, for me, um, you know, I sat down, you know, my husband and I, the same thing, you know, um, they told me, you know, you're going to a, a double mastectomy, you know, that was before they discovered that I was 95% growth rate and triple negative. Mm-hmm. And so I was already expecting that. So I completely. I literally detached myself from from my breast. I was like, okay, gone, no more. I mean, they would even ask me like, "Are you checking your breast?" And I'm like, "Well, they're not even there anymore." And they're like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "No, they're not there. Why? Why would I check them? They're going away. Who cares at this point?" Right. Right. (laughs) And so we, you know, we prayed, and my husband, you know, and I, we just prayed, and and we sat down and we said, you know what? Uh, We're going to trust God. We're going to trust the team that He gave us because this is what we prayed for. We prayed for you know, send us the people, send us the team, you know, provide us with what it is that you need and, you know, that we're going to need. And I'm telling you, he sent the most, just like yours, he sent the most amazing team of people. Um, Not one time, not one time, even to this very day, did I ask why God, why me? Never once, because it's in my, this is in my, my faith is that it's really none of my business. Why? Because once you give your life to Christ, you know, your life, your life story, your testimony, it's no longer yours. It belongs to everybody else. So we live for everybody else. Our experiences are for everybody else. And when we go through something, it's our opportunity to shine, to show what it looks like, to walk through a situation such as this with God right there and and doing nothing more than just trusting and believing in him and believing what he does. I've never cried. I've never asked why I've never, I I had zero fear. It was just like full blown on ahead. Thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity (laughs) you gave me to be able to show people what it looks like to have you as the person that, that is there for me, that guides me, that leads me, that I follow. And so I just, I do it with a smile on my face. I do it, I, you know, with, so, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm jovial. The first, the chemo treatments, um, just for the record, chemo no joke, mm-hmm. <laughs> but my, my, I, I did six cycles and there were um, uh, 21 days apart. And for the first five to seven days, is all it really was, you know, I was sick. They gave me very good medication to help with the nausea and, you know, all the typical, uh, symptoms of cancer you know or side effects of the of the chemo that people um hear about and they do a very good job of giving you those medications so i was very faithful to those medications and but it still kind of kept me down you know it's it's not like i could get up and run a, a lap or two because it just wasn't that kind of party so for the first five to seven days you know i was down and out and um but I, but I tried to still stay positive. And I told God, as long as you open my eyes and my feet are able to swing off of that bed and touch the ground, I promise you, I will get up. I will take a shower. I will get dressed. I will go downstairs. I will never lay in bed all day long being a victim. And every single day, whether I liked it or not, or I felt like it or not, I would get up take a shower, get dressed, go downstairs. I may lay on the couch all day long until bedtime to come back up the stairs, but I kept my promise. Not once did I do that. And the other 14 days, the other 14 to 16 days, it's just like I am right now. Like nothing ever happened. It was, it was just, you know, and that's how my chemo experience was. I get it. Everybody's is different. I lost my hair the first, after the first round um, they had, I was on an immunotherapy, uh, called Keytruda and that I had a bad reaction to it. That 1% where they say, you know, these things could happen. You hear these commercials and it says, you know, you could die. You can lose a limb. You can fall off a cliff. You know, it just gives yeah. you all these, these, <laughs> these side effects. And I unfortunately happened to be that one on that Keytruda commercial. And so I was very <laughs> ill. I was in the hospital like, uh, After my first chemo treatment, probably twice, I I ended up in the emergency room because of the Contruda, but I never lost my faith. It was always in my back of my head. You were chosen to be able to show people what it looks like to walk with God. And so that is for me, I said, you you know, that's, that's what I'm going to do. So every time I went through a situation that was presumed or expected to be bad, I did it with a smile. And I and I was showing to me, it was a badge. It was like, this is how God wants me to represent him. And that's how wow. I
2: <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you though, mine um a little different and you know it makes it fills my heart to hear your your um solid faith. Mine I think was a little bit more of a journey and um where before it all happened, you know, and I had told uh Nighty this, there was it was where the spirit said you need to read the Book of Job. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and so I did, and a tsunami came with mm. one thing after another after another, and um, so I was prepared because I knew I, you know, I was being prepared for it, mm-hmm. right? And so I was being prepared for it, so I expected it, and I knew, I knew. I was going to be taken care of. There was no doubt about that. And, um, you know, and so there wasn't fear. There wasn't fear. And uh, I knew that there was a plan. Um, My character as such is like, I kind of want to know what the plan is. I want to be in on the plan (laughs) and all, all of that um so I I am more of a question so what's the next step what's going to happen next (laughs) you know I kind of want to know that because I've always had faith that I'm going to get through it Mm -hmm. um it was the morning of the mastectomy I remember you know I'm on my knees and I'm praying gosh uh, you know I. And different passages from the Bible come to my mind and, you know, you think about it um, and then you move on and then you get get this strength back and what you need. And then you you walk right through the doors. You do what needs to be done. Um, sorry, I'm very emotional. Uh, at the end, you know, what was very surprising and um you know, I just have to say the promise that was made by God was fulfilled. it's mm. oh. God. You know, that was fulfilled. But I have to say, my entire team of, of doctors were amazing. Each one of them were of different faith. Oh, okay. It was interesting. One was Christian, one was Muslim, and one was Jewish. Wow. Nice. All three. <laughs> different you know different faiths and when I um said you know doctor how do I at the very end how do I thank you you know what what can I do to show my, my gratitude? gratitude and every single one of them and these are highly respected doctors in the community in the world right mm-hmm. and they said it wasn't me it's Ooh. Oh, and they all say it was God about three doctors of different faith and every single one of them said the same thing it was interesting oh my That's goodness
0: beautiful wow I mean to hear your stories and and Sarah you know I've known you a million years and um <laughs> if there's such a thing And you know, one thing about Sarah, you know, this happened a long time ago for her. Obviously, she was just married, getting ready to have a family, but I can attest I've never, ever, ever, just like you, Roxanne, and I've met Roxanne beginning of of this year, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: never seen her complain or say why me, just like you, Roxanne. And I think I think that that faith that you both have Mm And that acceptance and saying, you know, I'm okay, he's got me. Mm -hmm. And I just need to walk the walk and fight the good fight. Mm -hmm. It's it's uh, carried you both through. I have a question. (laughs) Now, both of you guys, I know, Sarah, you chose double completely double mastectomy. I know it's different types of cancers. And Roxanne, you can share with us what you chose um, and why was it, was it something chosen by your doctors or was it a decision that you guys made? Can we talk about that quickly? Sure.
1: Sure. Okay. For, I, I don't know. Roxanne, you want to go first? Sure. Um, for, uh, for me, um, I ended up with a lumpectomy now at the beginning, remember I was, um, until they discovered I was 95% growth rate and triple negative. It, it was, you know, there, there were no options. It was just, it was just mastectomy. Double mastectomy, but as God would have it, yeah, that's not what happened. What <laughs> happened was I ended up going through chemo first, and I and I mentioned that um, I had a reaction. Um, you know, I had developed some additional diseases as a result of the Keytruda, and so I was on other types of treatments as well uh, during that time. And um, they naturally they do an exam every time the oncologist sees you or sees seeing me. They you know she did an exam one chemo treatment. And already she could not locate any of the lumps nowhere. She had to ask me, am I on the right side? (laughs) She had to say, well, wait a minute. And she's looking at the computer because I couldn't understand what she was doing. And she's looking at the computer screen. She wanted to make sure she was on the right side because she could no longer feel them. And they were almost the size of golf balls, both of them. Mm -hmm. And um, she couldn't feel them. So, you know, now I'm starting to ask, well, does that mean that I have to have a mastectomy now? So fast forward going on to uh, uh, cycle number four, I'm on my fourth cycle. Now it's time to get ready for surgery. Now it's time to go do, you know, another biopsy. I got to go do a PET scan, mammogram, you know, so they had these whole slew of things for me to do. And when I go in to see the surgeon, she tells me you, the door is wide open. You do not have to have a mastectomy anymore. If you don't want to, you don't have to. So I did my research and I did my reading and praying and what have you. And um, what ended up happening is um, the pathology reports, everything came back. They could not locate anything. And mm-hmm. so all they did was, and my surgery, by the way, was last month, no, August, August 23rd. And um, because they were unable to do the biopsy on the lymph nodes, they had to wait until surgery because they were behind muscles until they opened me up to be able to get to them. So I had two incisions, one under the arm and one, you know, under the right breast where the, uh, the tumors were. They were all, all I did was just went in there and scraped out, put me back together. And that was it. That's and so, um, you know, as I as I sit here right now. So initially, in answer to your question, I mean, it was they said, you know, it's not an option. You know, it's it's a double mastectomy. There's no there's nothing here. But my God. My God, he's like, Oh, that is so cute that you guys want to tell my child what she can and cannot have yes. her father, <laughs> you know, I am saying this is what she gets. And so that was it. There's no, um, I didn't have to have, you know, that was it. I mean, I don't even know what else to say, but that was That's it. Great. And, and so, you know, so, so that was my decision. They did, they did tell me if you want to have a mastectomy, you can still have a mastectomy. And after praying on it, the answer was, there's no need to have a mastectomy. Mm-hmm. And in that prayer as well, the answer came back that um, I am not to concern myself with statistics. So mm-hmm. when they're keep telling me about statistics, it's not, those are no longer my concerns. Uh, my God said that I am in a very, uh, I am not the normal statistic, which we already found out with the Katruda, right? Right. yeah. <laughs> but- yeah. Sure so um so it was my choice I decided that I did not want to have a, ma- a double mastectomy and that the lumpectomy was was sufficient because that's exactly what God said and so uh, that's where I went that's that was for me
0: yeah that's awesome
1: Sarah mine was a little
2: different um mine was where they were saying oh uh, you'll be fine with a lumpectomy and then you know then you can do the radiation and this and that and whatever depending on the pathology tests that have come out and whatever. And I was like, No, I'm gonna do the mastectomy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna do the mastectomy. I'm to do- I need
0: to have babies. I need to have a family. I have things to do.
2: I have things to do. So things that were planted inside, right. Yeah. Um, and so I said, No, I'm gonna have the mastectomy. And they're like, but you know, once you cut it off, you're not going to get it back. I'm like, yeah, no, fully aware. I'm, I'm good. And I said, in fact, I want you to go down to the bone, take it all out, nipples, skin, this, that, and whatever. And after the mastectomy and after a few days at the hospital, when I come home, my doctor calls me um, and because they had even said, oh, you can have the mastectomy, but we don't have to take your nipples out. We can do this. We can do that. I was like, no, 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 all out. Everything needs to come out. And, and then they called me um, when I got home, they're like, Sarah, every decision you made was right. Yeah. And none of our tests. And I've had, I don't know, a gazillion (laughs) biopsies and a gazillion MRIs. Mm -hmm. And the doctor said, there is nothing that you have, that we did that showed that you should have done, gone with the decision you made but your decision was every single decision you made was right. They weren't my decisions. Right, right, right. (laughs) They weren't my decisions. I was um, a vessel for those decisions. Mm -hmm. It's all, um, you know, it's all for a purpose. And, you know, I've said, I've got things I need to do, which is raising children. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was it. And that was easy. It, it, honestly, I didn't even think about it much. I mean, 90, do you remember me like contemplating? It?
0: No, no. You were always like, next, next, next. And yeah. then by the time she had her double mastectomy, she had these metal extenders into her breast tissue. Like it was next, next, next. And before I know it, she's pregnant against everybody telling her she can't get pregnant. She's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you think that, but you know, my God has different plans for me. (laughs)
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) So no, I mean, your stories inspire, your stories are beautiful. The the faith factor is is really encouraging and very, very important to have that positivity. Um, I know we're coming to our time, but if you can each take a moment and speak to the women listening in and share with them. I mean, I know... Roxanne, you caught your own by doing your monthly breast—you know—self exam. Sarah, you caught yours because you demanded for a mammogram. So you see how important that, how important screening is. And, you know, when it comes to breast cancer, it's very much treatable and curable if detected early. And you ladies, you know, detected it yourselves really. So share your message with the women listening in, perhaps going through this perhaps many yet to come, you know, to this journey? Yeah, your message to them?
2: Well, I I don't think mine is a one liner. I think there's a number of items to it. One, cancer happens, right? And it happens, there's a lot of statistics. And I think this month is important. And You know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people who know someone who's gone through breast cancer, male or female. And just remind everybody, this is not just for females, although it's predominantly females, it's not just females. And this month is really important. It's to be aware. Mm -hmm. You have to be aware. You have to have it in the forethought of your mind. Um, And you got to check your health. You have to go for that mammogram. If you have family genetics around it, you have to get checked, have the bracket test, um, go talk to your doctor, have an open uh, discussion with them, share your fears. And if you have to demand things, you demand it as well. Mm-hmm. And and just go for it because you, it's your body. It is your body. So I, I would just say, you know, just like all the other messages, be out there, be aware. Um, Make sure you have a great team. I was blessed with an amazing team. Mm -hmm. I love my doctors. I mean, I literally love my doctors, (laughs) um, and uh, you know they are miracle workers in my mind. And um, have that create that relationship with your doctor, Mm -hmm. so that they know you, share your fears and and listen to them, and get all the tests done. Do not run away from everything. Nothing is a challenge. Nothing. But when you walk away, that's when the challenge begins. Yeah. So you gotta face it. And then if you are a person of faith, of either, <laughs> any other faith, hold on to your faith and hold on to the people around you and surround your people with good, you know, surround yourself with good people. So
0: beautiful. Roxanne?
1: So um, for me, I just, you know, the big warning is that, you know, you don't, you don't feel it. There's no indication that it's there. It, it, it comes out of nowhere. You know, I'm, I was, you know, I was at a 95% growth rate, which means she told me that my tumors got to their size in four to six months. What does that mean? That means that If I had a mammogram last year and I had a mammogram this year, it would have, the chances of it missing it are very high because it's, you know, it was such a, a, you know, it was just growing so fast. Mm -hmm. So do your checks. For me, I, I, the only thing that caused me to realize something was wrong as I used to wear underwire bras and it was just, it just so happened that that's the exact location where the, you know, where the tumors were. And so when it felt, it didn't feel right, you know, it was just, you know, check, just check, you know, feel, check to make sure. And that monthly exam, it's very important, mm-hmm. irregardless it, it, if you do the mammogram, you know, if you do your annual mammograms, or not, I'm, I'm of an age, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, of a really big age, I'm over 60. So in that, you know, it, for me, we do them every, every year, but even though I did them every year, it was not going to be detected and because of the growth rate. So it's important to, to do that, you know, um, and the same thing, you know, trust your team as, as you were talking about, Sarah, you know, uh, individuals, women, men of faith, you know, I prayed for my for God to send me my team. He sent me the team of doctors that he sent me. And when people ask me, well, why didn't you get a second opinion? What is there to get a second opinion about? That would be equivalent to me questioning what God is doing. Why would I do that? There's nothing to question. Cancer is positive or it's not. End of story. There's why would I go somewhere else to get the same result? Just like you said, the needle punching and all of that inside of you, it's not, it's not a picnic. It's not easy. That hurts more than the cancer. Trust and believe me when I say that. (laughs) And so, um, you know, it's very important to listen to your body, to pay attention, you know. I knew something was different, but it was just, you know, it just, my brush just wasn't fitting in my bra correctly. And, and Mm -hmm. something was just wrong. I was all day. I was just like moving around trying to get it to sit in there properly, but it, it just, it just wouldn't. So checking it out, making sure that you're, you're paying attention to your body and the same thing, you know, with your doctors, there was nothing that they said that I didn't do. They didn't even get it out of their mouth quick enough. And I was already like, okay, done. What's next? you know, okay, done what's next, done what's next, because it's not, it's not a picnic. It's, it it is, you know, we, we can sit here on this side of it. I'm still not done with my treatment. I starting next week, most likely I will be starting radiation. So I have 20 rounds of radiation to go. And so I'm not quite, quite done yet, but, um, it's a long drawn out process, you know, and if you can't, if you're not a person of faith, you know, um, It could be very, very (laughs) hard for some, I don't understand how people can go through these types of situations without (laughs) God in their life. But for me personally, I I say that, you know, that is my biggest strength and that's where I lean on. And that's, that's where I'm at. So for me, I, I say, you know, trust God, trust yourself, Mm -hmm. trust your decisions, trust
0: your team.
2: Yeah.
0: Beautiful ladies, Sarah. No, I. I
2: what Rob, uh, Roxanne said. I mean, yeah. trust God, trust your team, and trust your decisions. I think that's a wonderful message. Beautiful, well said.
0: Yeah, beautiful stories. Two beautiful women in pink today, right? And Roxanne, you have the beautiful pink nails too,
2: for yes, breast I cancer do. awareness
0: month. <laughs> <laughs> yes, both of your stories, very inspiring. You are such amazing women, and your faith is truly contagious. And um, you know, it's important to remember, like you said, that cancer is a disease. it happens. It's not a death sentence, and uh, faith and positivism can be huge weapons to have in one's arsenal. So with that said, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you really enjoyed Sarah and Roxanne's stories and you drew inspiration from them. And remember um, the wise adage that says, one ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So do your mammograms, do your... um, you know, monthly breast self exams, and just stay in tune with your bodies be in tune with your bodies, exercise prevention, exercise, eat healthy, and laugh, I need to listen to my own advice and laugh and be happy. (laughs) So thank you so much for tuning in. Please follow us at the Avanti woman on all Apple podcast channels, YouTube, instagram facebook and subscribe subscribe to our channel and until next time be well stay well and uh, talk to your friends about breast cancer and talk about prevention and just raise awareness take care
1: bye bye. thank you bye-bye
0: thank you for joining us today
2: for more engagement you can find us at the avanti woman on all social and media
0: platforms Follow us on Instagram, join our community group on Facebook to chat, subscribe to our YouTube for our latest videos. You can rate us five stars on Spotify and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for helping us reach even more Avanti women just like you.